0: Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, uh, The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to PotterCast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion, and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Running. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John, and Frank. Oh, boy, is it a PotterCast.
1: A uh, Pottercast for the ages, or at least for the year, for the anyway. Fantastic Beasts through seen, the ages. We've all <laughs> seen it. We have. We've seen, we've seen that it. Harry Potter movie. Uh-huh. That was something else.
0: Yeah, we got we got, we got got lots to discuss. Pottercast 282 coming at you.
2: 282. <laughs>
1: So, spoiler alert. If you have not watched this movie or read the screenplay, uh don't listen to this one. Hit pause, come mm-hmm. back.
0: Yeah, we're going to spoil everything. So, yeah, this this will be as spoilery as we know how to make it. We are going to go over every theory we can and we're definitely not going to have time to do it all so this will be the start of i don't know three four hundred episodes about (laughs) the crimes of a
1: good chunk yeah i don't even know what we should do if we should we do like touch on a lot and come back to it in depth or just focus on a few things in depth and not touch on everything
0: why don't we try for this episode overall big reactions reactions to the big reveals, a couple of our favorite pet theories coming out of it, and see how many minutes that takes. And mm. then we will dig in later. Uh the
2: specifics.
0: Before we go anywhere, a little bit of housekeeping. We either just announced or will announce soon that this podcast will be going to... PodX, the new podcasting convention created by the makers of LeakyCon. Hey, oh, Nashville, May thirty first to June second. We're bringing podcasts from all over the podcasting sphere. It's really incredible. Go to podx.com dot com. That's p o d x dot com. Check it out. If you love podcasts, it is a great weekend for you, and you will see us there. Maybe we'll do that a little live awesome. show. Very cool. Yeah,
2: that's exciting. I love podcasts. I hope so. <laughs> okay, guys. You know so, what I didn't right. love? What? The end of the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even Okay. All right, can we start with the good?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, let's make sure that we at least talk about some of the good stuff. Know, there's be... a lot. That I there's a lot. A bunch of contrarians on everything. It
0: was an enjoyable. Like I had a really good time watching this movie.
1: Oh yeah. How about we start like saying g- give a one solid thing from the movie that you liked and maybe one thing that you didn't like so much.
0: Okay, I'll go. The thing I really liked was the way they represented the manipulative and dishonest way ways to use power. Mm-hmm. So metaphorically, the way that Grindelwald and John—you found this word the other this world earlier today uses stochastic terrorism which is that he's not actually committing the terrorism he's just saying things that will you can bet lead to terrorism and like it's such a keen reminder of our times And i thought they handled that Mm -hmm. really powerfully and really well um and it was very pretty whole movie very pretty
2: Oh, the movie was gorgeous. That was
1: basically... Was it yours? I could call out. No, just about what I liked the most, and this is kind of like the overall comment, but just the look and feel of the most... I feel like one of the most rich, detailed film portrayals of uh, any Harry Potter movie in specific ways as just... Not like the mundane detail, but just the, the common part of their world Mm -hmm. to them like we get more of it like uh i can talk about more specific scenes uh as, as we go um but they really kind of went out of their way to try to put the viewer into the world in very purposeful ways whether they were cutting to first person point of view frequently um to, uh, you know, cutting away from the main characters in the scene just to let you follow along, you know, behind them or even follow somebody else into a different part of the room. It was like you were there. And and, and I actually watched it in 3D, so it was even more, uh, you know, detailed and, Im- what's the word? Immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my first time, I think, seeing it in 3D. Um, as like the first time to see any Harry Potter movie. So that made it extra fun too.
0: Oh, cool.
2: I really, really, really loved seeing Hogwarts and seeing Dumbledore teach and Mm -hmm. McGonagall yelling in the background briefly. We didn't get to see her clearly, but that was, I ate that up. I was just like, oh, yes, please. (laughs) I agree.
1: How about like when you see Hogwarts for the first time and you hear the theme? That was, Oh, like, I got so excited. I kind of
2: clapping to myself a little bit, but not loudly, just kind of like, Yee.
1: Yeah. I laughed a little bit at that too. I laughed at that and I laughed when they revealed Dumbledore and he just turns and looks over his shoulder and the music swells and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to feel something <laughs> here. Yeah. And I did. It worked for me. I did. it. Worked. But a few people laughed.
2: <laughs> I didn't laugh. I liked
0: it. Do we all do the things that we liked?
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that you know, if we had to pick one thing, maybe not the top, but the first one that came to mind anyway. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind
2: from memory, at least. I'd probably there's probably more when if I actually think about it.
0: Yeah, and we should warn that we're going to get detailed, and don't mistake detailed for necessarily critical. We are going to get critical because we're a podcast. Yeah, we've been we here do. a long time, yeah. but like respectful, we, like like we're gonna we're gonna get into it, guys. We need to get into it. We cannot pretend. Mm. That there's not a lot to digest from yeah. this movie. Also, there's a lot of great new theories, and that's really cool. Do we mm-hmm. just talk about the big reveal right now?
2: Yeah, let's do it, because I'm not convinced it's a reveal. I think it's a lie.
0: I'm a
2: thousand percent convinced it's a reveal. I wasn't well, until I tonight.
0: I wasn't until I had dinner with a friend tonight, and we talked know. about a couple of elements of it, and I was like, yep, nope. Mm, oh, I real. would love
2: to know like where you guys fell on that, because like I just don't see it. Okay, well, I mean, like so. To me, it's like, it'll... It's going to damage the seventh book so much. That's Mm -hmm. the thing I'm afraid of. Okay.
0: Why would she do that? I mean, look, I've been, I used to say that Harry wasn't a horcrux, so maybe I'm full of it, but, um, (laughs) so the big reveal is that Grindelwald says that Credence, his real name is Aurelius Dumbledore, and that he actually says that Dumbledore is his brother. Albus Dumbledore is Aurelius's brother. We must assume half brother because it's literally with the timeline completely impossible for oh God, it to it? be a full brother. Um, and we'll, we can get into the timeline later. We've got notes. So
2: if it's a half brother, then I can see it happening, but that makes me so sad.
0: It must be a half brother. The dates do not line up. No, there's no way to slice it unless you completely wreck on the canon, which, which to go back to McGonagall has been done. McGonagall <laughs> should not be alive in this film. Should alive.
2: not be. No, she should be alive. No,
0: absolutely Why not. Why not? She's not
2: that old. She's like 30s she's, fi-
0: she's no, she's, let me find the actual um, timeline. I don't know about alive, but she's definitely not, wait, I'll find it.
2: I figured this was the time that she was still working in Hogsmeade nope. and her husband no. was still alive. Nope. What makes you think that?
0: Because McGrover McGonagall began teaching at Hogwarts in December of 1956, according to the canon.
2: And according to the uh, big biography of her that's teach- on Pottermore. She on uh, 1956, when she started teaching? 1956.
1: I thought she wasn't even born until 35.
0: She I was, born, she was in, born in the late... like the She late was 1800s. born in 1935. Yeah. Oh. So, so they added definitely... McGonagall for a fun cameo, and maybe in the future we'll find out there's a reason, but there yeah. is... So you, you're forced to contend with the fact that they are messing with... The timeline of the canon we know and I, yeah. I i have i'm having a hard time seeing the reason for that,
1: that oh 100 that's dicey like that you know when the whole point of this freaking podcast is to try to like pick apart the books and look for clues and try to predict what's going to happen and we're able to do it because things are usually so consistent and the rules are of canon are pretty solid and when there's exceptions they're huge and we make fun of them like a character who was in a quidditch team a year longer than he should have huh. because he's meant to have graduated we have like a whole freaking thing where we call it a flint or like That's right you know we all get to- You know, wondering about what happened because there's like 24 hours missing from a timeline. But like here now, we're just arbitrarily having people exist decades before. You know, they just get done telling us. In you know, granted, it's in supplemental material as Pottermore.
0: Well, this is the we're
1: told is canon, but it wasn't in the book as
0: no. But Joe has been. There are context clues about about McGonagall's relationship in, with other characters yeah. in the books. Joe said really early on that McGonagall was a certain age that m- makes mm-hmm. this all track. It's not just Pottermore. Granted, if you take literally the only things as canon as the seven books, the the, the text inside the seven books, then technically nothing is violated, right? right. Technically yeah. this information is not in the books. Mm-hmm. So she can, she can ch- it's her world, she can change all this. But I know but like like you just said John, we spent years Talking yeah. about those missing 24 hours. We had a whole thing where she accidentally used the name Mark Evans to mean a nothing character, not realizing she had named her character so closely <laughs> to Lily Evans that it's since theory spinning. Yeah. Remember that? And like, yeah. I'm having a really hard time reconciling the absolute rock solid faith I had that everything was part of a master plan in the books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the choices that they are making for what? A cameo? Yeah. You know? Yeah a fun that's, moment sure it was fun i i laughed mcgonagall was great to see yeah. but what does what does that do to a structure when you take pegs out of the bottom you
1: yeah. know and no that one bugged me but it definitely didn't bug me as much as some of the other stuff
0: okay let's talk about dumbledore
1: <laughs> yeah
2: you guys both think it's a lie uh well if you say if it's half brother i didn't consider that and like but his dad was in like
1: his dad was imprisoned after that's the what ariana
2: the, incident that's what we think well, he was in prison, and do we have to be. I guess he's still no, young. Uh,
0: oh, no. It was said that he was in prison. That's the thing. We've never meet no, it him. It was. We never. It wasn't no. it mentioned.
2: It, it was. But I mean, like I, I, what I mean is, they tell us that in the episode. Right. People, that's not but, extra you know, information, right?
0: But the same way that like Sirius was in prison, and I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying this is a plot twist. If if okay, so let's pretend that it's Percival. Somehow he got out, and he impregnated somebody and that's how we get aurelia stumbledore okay let's just mm-hmm. for, for the sake of this particular argument say that's what happened um this is this is serious getting out of azkaban this is voldemort having a daughter in cursed child this is um there they are these are plot developments that have been used in harry potter before mm-hmm. and i don't know that you get to do that stuff twice yeah
1: i don't i don't like it i don't like the idea that uh Let's let's say that he is related, okay? Let's just follow that sure. uh, for a second. We we know that Grindelwald and Dumbledore have both been from the beginning of the first Fantastic Beasts movie interested in finding credence or finding the Obscurial, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, one of the reasons that we understand Newt was doing anything that he was doing at all in the first one. I mean, we know that Dumbledore told him where to find this Thunderbird and knew that he would have to return it to America, knew he would need to go through New York. Yeah, so, um, you know, the the reason being is to put him in this situation at that time and to... Um, you know, to begin looking for the Obscurial, or maybe he knew it was already um, Credence. I I don't know, but um, once they found out at the end of that one that it was Credence that it was the Obscurial, and that he survived, um, I'm trying to imagine a universe in which Credence is related to Dumbledore and all of these other people don't know it yes. to the point where we're speculating everybody else. And the only one that knows it is not Dumbledore, who knows the power of controlling the narrative and controlling people in general, but that he would leave it to Grindelwald yeah. to divulge the information on his terms and in a way that could be used against him, which is clearly what's what's happened. Well but he's
0: Okay, so to play advocate against that a moment is okay, so he, here's why I think it's real. Um, for a couple of reasons. One is from a storytelling perspective, I don't think you can set up this entire movie to be about dun, 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 who was credence. Everybody's obsessed with who was credence. There's a fake theory about who was credence. Then there's a real, then you get the re- oh, that wasn't true. There's a real thing about who was credence. Wait, he's Corvus, but no, he's this baby. We don't know who he is. And now here's a reveal. I think that once you make it that big of a thing you don't get to go back and be like oh lol no joking not real i think that for a storytelling reason would be really hard to pull off second the phoenix story says to me that it is there to prove that he is actually like that's its purpose in the movie to prove that he is a dumbledore it's something that they set up as something that only happens to someone who is an actual Dumbledore because Dumbledore says it, and then mm-hmm. it happens to credence that there's you know that a, a phoenix comes to you in times in time of need, and I don't yeah. see any reason for having that anywhere in the story except as a way to to add uh, lol credence to something that Grindelwald would naturally be doubted for saying. You know, yeah. I think you make a really excellent point about how could Grindelwald have this information, but we forget that. Um, Dumbledore and Grindelwald were very, very close, and maybe Dumbledore knew his father wasn't actually in jail, and maybe Grindelwald followed that information down and, and was the only person who knew. It actually kind of makes sense that he would be the only person who chased that information to the end.
2: What See, that's what bothered me about... Like, bothered, That's what yeah, was uncomfortable about the end of the movie, is that, logically, my brain was like, no, this is a lie right, because right. I know the history, but it felt cinematically and storytelling wise like a reveal and i'm Mm -hmm. like but it can't be because it's just and so like if it is real Mm -hmm. right i
0: I know the frankie just
2: it, it tears away at the fabric of what she's built
0: that's so funny frankie that is like almost literally the exact words i texted to a friend right after i came out is that i am worried about the perfect beautiful fragile fabric of the
2: perfect book seven. Yeah. Because yeah, book seven was hard to do. She yeah. stuck the landing of that book. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. some things that's obviously not perfect, but at the same time, like book seven book. is perfect. It's perfect. I'm talking about the series. Mm-hmm. Like I think sure. Rop lives out of the book series. Like it was good for that's whatever. Like, I, I hate <laughs> Rob. Sure. That's fair. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to say everything in the book. Like, I love everything, but I re- objectively, I know there's probably room for improvement. I'm not sure. well, as well read as everyone else, but I think Seven was a really, really well oiled machine mm-hmm. that just kind of really stuck the landing where he needed to and left things kind of like artfully ambiguous when it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and so yeah. like, if okay, if Dumbledore in this in this era is he looks like he's in his 30s, but he has to be what in his 50s, right? Because he's a wizard, so he has to be older.
0: He's got to be 45-ish, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. So, um And Credence is what? In his 20s? Or Credence is he late is, teens?
0: Is, there's, so there's a question about Queenus's age. There's yeah. a prop with his birth certificate that we don't know is canon or not, and that says yeah, he was yeah. born in 04. But the boat trip in the screenplay, which I trust more, says that it happened in 1901, which would make him 26.
1: Yeah. And they yeah. made a point to mention just how unusual it is for an obscurial to survive to such an old age. Mm -hmm. Which I think is another clue. And I I won't lie, I've been looking around the internet about this today. I spent way too much time on it, to be totally (laughs) honest. Fair, me too. Um, But um, there's another alternative theory going around. What's that? And one that I feel like makes a lot of sense um, when you start factoring in some other things. And that is that... um, uh credence is not a dumbledore so much as the obscurial that is inside of him originated huh? from ariana dumbledore
0: i would buy that except for who the hell is aurelius i would buy that if he was didn't have a name
1: i i mean it's you you could come up with the first name pretty easily for yeah, something. but the
0: name and the phoenix for me cancel that particular theory well, I, it's the a good phoenix- theory.
1: The phoenix comes to a Dumbledore. Yeah, not an obscurial. If the obscurial is in its, we don't know all about the obscurial magic, but if it originated in the soul of Ariana Dumbledore, then the phoenix. We don't know much about this this lore, but <gasps> oh,
2: we got new canon on obscurials because yeah. he, he, like they just now they intru- That's something that bothered me too, because I thought it would like. And now, there's just a convenient agency. No, it's supposed for him. to be
0: about the suppression of magic. And in this movie, they said it's about it happens in a loveless environment. It's like, well, which
2: exactly? Was and I, don't,
1: was I don't like loved. that.
0: You know, I don't, yeah. I, I, I like this idea that, that it's not that like it's the obscure, that's a Dumbledore, but I just don't think it tracks. Not with, well, not with the reveal, not with the phoenix, not with the name. Aurelius is just like Ariana and Albus and Aberforth. Like, this sounds like this sounds like Percival Dumbledore named this child.
1: Or someone who knows the family really well and knows their naming <laughs> patterns. But here's here's something else. So um, the reason that, uh, or one of the reasons that we know Grindelwald is so interested in Credence, um, not because he's a big fan of long-lost mysterious relatives of the Dumbledores, but he says to one of his followers that Credence is the one that uh can kill Dumbledore, mm-hmm. and the wording on that's really particular and we have never heard this description or this word used before in this book and I, I've searched it, searched the PDF right they said um, uh Grendelwald is talking to one of the people uh one of his followers crawl uh I, and uh he says uh to crawl who represents the greatest th- threat to our cause crawl says albus dumbledore grindelwald says if i asked you to go to the school now where he's hiding and kill him would you do it crawl uh and uh then he smiles crawl says nothing but credence uh, um says credence is the only entity alive who can kill him yeah so Carl says, "You really think he can kill the great kill Alice Albus Dumbledore, Grindelwald? I know he can. Mm. So
0: I don't think mm. entity. Sure, but I think you're talking about oh the power of the Obscurus plus the natural power of a Dumbledore. Otherwise, he can find another Obscurial somewhere else in the universe. Credence is not the only Obscurial. Newt's got one in his case, so it's not." You know, if it has to be credence it has to be more than it just being an obscurial.
1: Well, I think the point would be that it's an obscurial that originated through his sister that he feels some guilt over eh. contributing to the cause from of her being an obscurial and having her you if know it's an the way that she plus left guilt the world. And he
0: already survived Ariana's death. I don't think that argument really holds. Like Grindelwald would be like, well, well he did so survive that. that and it's not- you know, situation. Now, now you know, decades right. later, he's going to see Credence's Obscurial and not be able to fight it. I don't think that holds.
1: But tell me why else it would be interesting for Dumbledore to be so interested in chasing down this particular Obscurial.
0: I, well, I have a feeling we'll find out before the next three movies are over is what I'm saying. But I don't think that it's only because he's an Obscurial.
1: Would it make sense if he was trying to chase it down because of what its connection is to his sister? Which was an event that split Grindelwald and Dumbledore in the first place. I just,
0: I just think, I just think the power of being an, an obscurial plus, actually being a Dumbledore may be the only thing that has the power that he needs.
1: Well, let's talk on a different, a different thread of this. Um, we're looking at there was a ton of moral amb- ambiguity in this movie and a lot of a lot more attempts to try to get the viewer to understand the the dark magic characters in this you know book than I would say even in the original series the there's way more nuance there's there's ties to muggle history uh with uh, the the world wars um there's uh, good characters that we have come to love and understand as good characters, um, sympathizing and in some cases seemingly joining the bad characters, um, and the whole idea of Grindelwald being able to manipulate large groups of people into going down his path. Would this be the character that is going to, in the end, be the most honest one to Credence? the one that would tell him the truth when not even Albus or anybody else is able to tell him, what would that be communicating? Yeah, that's a good
2: point, because it does seem to line up with all the other lies and manipulation that Grindelwald's done. So I guess that's... Like,
1: what when, when, Alp, when Grindelwald met Credence on the roof... And that point in the film, and he's like, what are you doing here? Like, or Newt he said, what do roof. you want from me? And he says, I want nothing. To- oh, when Grindelwald no, was on when, the roof. When gotcha. Credence met Grindelwald on the roof, Credence says, what do you want from me? And he says, from you, nothing. For you, everything I, I never had. And uh, the question is, what do you want? And Credence says, I want to know who I am. So what's the most powerful thing you can do as Grindelwald at that point to get Credence, Again, Credence to do whatever you maybe- want? maybe... And it's to sure. tell him who he is or who you think he wants uh, but again, to believe that he is.
0: The movie went to extraordinary pains to provide an avenue for verification of Dumbledore-ness. I don't think... I think we're overthinking if we think that's not what it was.
2: Well, I don't know. Because, like, I like you brought up a good point with the whole half-brother thing. That's the, o- that, that's the only way that I can kind of, like, let some air into that and be like, maybe it is true. the Like, the half-brother thing. But at the same time, like... Yeah, like the whole movie is about him lying and manipulating people. He
0: doesn't really lie.
2: So
1: he tells the crowd of people that he this isn't about... Hating muggles and and people say that I want to kill all of the muggles and the nomad or however he pronounces it.
0: He but says to his, followers earlier, says to his followers earlier. He says to his followers earlier that he doesn't have plans to kill them all because they can be beasts of burden. Technically, what he says is not is not untrue. No, he said
2: not all of them, and so he's he, yeah. was, he was saying a nice. Well, what he said to his followers. kill a lot of them.
0: I'm just saying.
2: Like so, he that.
0: He doesn't go around lying about everything. He's actually really, really, really good at making sure he's not lying about most things he says. But
2: he, That's not like that the, he's the not point. Lying. That's the silver-tonguedness. Yeah, and I, and I get that. that this would, would be an absolute bald lie. I get that, and I think that's a good it's thing to It's not about out.
0: whether it's a lie. It's about whether the movie went to an extraordinary pain to independently but, but verify to remember, his statement, but, but, and it did.
2: But that logic applies the other way around, too. The movie went to a, a big stains to show constantly his contradiction, like him killing things and then being nice to people. Him doing, this, doing something horrible, but then smiling. Like Grindelwald, behind closed doors, he was terrible. Around everyone else, he was special, and he mm-hmm. made them feel special. And so that's just as consistent and as your And if that
0: is what the movie is doing, that proves the point that you need an independent verification system for what Mm -hmm. he's saying so if what you're saying is true that he becomes an unreliable character what do you have to do you have to instill something that gives the viewer a reason to believe that this time it's the truth and i don't see who's the
2: unreliable character grindelwald yeah but that's he you go into the movie knowing that he's the movie's called the crimes of grindelwald like you know he's complicated and wait frankie i'm
0: not i
2: i'm confused
0: you're you're saying that because he lies This is a lie. And I'm saying that because he lies, you have to do something to put something in place that says that he's not lying. And if you can tell me some other reason this weird Phoenix story that's never existed in the canon was in this movie, then great. But it looks an awful lot like a truth detector for the big reveal at the end.
1: Well, if it wasn't there, I mean, we would all laugh at the idea of it being true. Absolutely. Um, But if we want it to hold any water do what do what they did with the phoenix and now i i've I've seen people say that it's absolutely a phoenix i've seen people say uh maybe he transfigured it i don't know if that's even possible uh and then there's the theory that the that the phoenix came to the obscurial that originated in the soul of a dumbledore i don't i don't have a strong push or pull one way or the other though i like the the ariana theory
2: a little more i always thought obscur- um, like and- so it, obscurials are a thing i thought it was a condition like oh you have cancer not that you're possessed by cancer
0: and obscurus is the thing that an obscurial cancer ca- carries cancers carries so if you have cancer the cancer is the thing in your body yeah. and mm-hmm. you are someone who has cancer right an obscurial is the person, mm-hmm. an obscurus is the thing—the big black blob. in the first one was the you know, obscurus, but credence is an obscurial,
2: right? Mm-hmm. So, in the, I guess by that canon, when the when the body dies, the obscurus lives on.
0: No, it doesn't.
2: Well, it can survive without a host. No, it can survive without
0: a host. It's just very difficult for it to happen.
2: Yeah. So the one in Newt's case, he I, I, he, that, it, he
0: he contained it with much effort from the Sudanese girl.
2: Oh, that's right. He took it out of the girl. Yes. With considerable
0: effort. So it's not impossible. And they do make a point to show that. So maybe it was transferred. Maybe the thing that killed Ariana is also Credence's Obscurial. Ariana died Mm -hmm. in 19... Ariana died, though, unless they change it, which of course they can. Ariana supposedly died before Credence was born. So how does that work?
1: Hmm. Well, just the idea that it can exist uh, without a host. The question is, where the hell was it in all the time in between? Well, that's the
0: thing. Like, it can exist without a host. I don't know that that's true. It's being very carefully preserved and not touched. It's being very carefully preserved and not touched in Newt's case. And he's very very touchy about people getting near it. I don't think one just exists in the wild, do you?
1: Well, what if it inhabited some other host before it got to Credence. Sure. Like we've, this, we've that seen Baltimore inhabit animals. We've seen them inhabit teachers. So how does um, it go to Credence? It's not Creedence? the same
2: magic, but it's not unheard of.
1: I don't know. There's a whole lot about this, is, this movie I need to yeah. watch again. One, one, one last
2: question about The Obscurus if you guys know about it. Because I, I, again, I always thought it was something that was, uh, I guess, it's not that you get infected, that it it, it, engr- it grows in you if you suppress magic i don't know it's you know what i mean this is
0: the problem with changing a structure that you've painstakingly set up is that we don't know what to trust so is the explanation from movie Mm -hmm. one the right one or is the explanation from movie two or is it both are they in conflict i don't know
1: yeah well we know it's uncommon and i'm sure that uh the, you know, just because a character speaks about something confidently doesn't mean that they know definitively, even though some, certain characters inhabit the voice of the author more than others. Sure, it's
0: like Hagrid saying that not a single witch or wizard who went bad wasn't in right. which is not true. Right. Um, <laughs> true. Uh, it's just, I have like <sighs> anger at not being able to trust the structure of the story because McGonagall showed up because this thing with Dumbledore yeah. sort of came out of left field. It wasn't hinted. It wasn't uh, like it didn't feel burned. It should have been hinted at. Yeah.
2: It's completely left field. The only thing, that, uh, and that's again, another reason why I guess it feels like, oh, this is a lie because it was like, a, it just, there was no smoking gun on the counter. It was just kind of like, like, they talked about the, the like the, the Phoenix and, and it was, it, if it is, if it is real, it was very, very clever to have Dumbledore talk about the Phoenix versus like credence talk about it. and then so at the end when it is like you just kind of like accept because like i just figured he did an illusion not a, not even transfiguration he just did an illusion spell to make it look like a phoenix and i figured it had stood up because credence doesn't know magic he just barely got a wand like so he wouldn't be able to tell if it was real yeah. or not well he and wouldn't so i just about- figured like he's vulnerable and he told him what he wanted to hear yeah because that's what again not to harp on my other point or to belabor it but it's just like that is that's in line with Grindelwald. He doesn't lie, but he'll tell you the half of the uh, half of it. I mean, you he does lie. Hear.
0: I take that. I mean, of course, he does lie. But I think that he's much better and more persuasive when he's using truth to bend.
2: Yeah. You know. Um. Oh. Okay, like. Okay. Let me ask you because this is something that I liked, but I'm it's starting to decay in my mind a little bit into something that I don't like or doesn't I think add up as much as I thought when I first yeah. watched it. Um, back when I was a couple weeks ago I saw some posters and the posters had these little drawings in each corner that Mm -hmm. like so Grindelwald had like a skull and and Newt had that little leaf guy um, what's his pick Um, pick and then uh, Queenie had a ring And I was like, she better not be upset. She just doesn't get proposed to for the whole movie. It's going to be so stupid. But then when I, so I, because I was expecting it to be dumb, I wasn't expecting it to be like, oh, she becomes a sympathizer and she gets seduced by Grindelwald's like lies. I really liked that at first. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think about that?
0: I have lots of thoughts about that.
2: Yes. Okay. If they're not on the positive side, we'll wait till later then. I, so wait, that's fair. What was the that that you're talking about? No, I'm talking. I'm talking about my the the on the poster. Yeah, I'm looking in, at it right now. The illustration they gave they they give Queenie was a little diamond ring, like an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, I hope she's just not sad that. I hope her whole point of this movie is just get married. You know what I mean? And so I liked the depth that of well, what's it. Like, everybody no, else's she, What? What's no, everybody else else's? It, it's different for each poster. It reflects your character, yeah. and so that's what made me realize, like, oh, this is, is significant somehow because they gave, like, a they gave a phoenix to Dumbledore. So like, okay,
0: so for Grindelwald, it's a it's a, a skull. It's that it's the divination skull bong, which we can talk about in further yes. detail um, later. Spooky. For Theseus, it's the Ministry logo. For um, for what's her name, Lita, it's a raven. For mm-hmm. Credence it's um a hand?
2: Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it, but a we can hand? we can come back yeah. to that.
0: For Albus Dumbledore, it's a Phoenix. For Jacob, it's the croissant. Uh for Queenie, it's a ring. For Tina, it's the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower sure. Down. For Grindelwald, it's Pickett. <laughs> so it's all just little it's just they just picked imagery and we can go over it later. Um Oops.
2: basically i did i i meant i brought that up to say like i expected to be something else and when it wasn't that i don't know if i like what it is or am if i just oh like that it so wasn't what i expected about. at first i loved it at first i loved it i did because i was like oh cool right. like i had i like that she's like on the other side of this and for like a legitimate logical reason yeah yeah, and I—I I I had
0: like a slow burn implosion on Queenie.
2: Yeah, but but now I'm like thinking it of it, it in hindsight. Like she's such a good Legitimans or wait, Occlumens, Legitimans. No, you you had it Legitimans, right. That how could she not pick up on the fact that Grindelwald is like malicious? Well, he's an Occlumens. The same reason yeah. Voldemort
1: he's couldn't. He's an Occlumens into Snape's mind, like. People are tend to be good at one or the other for some reason. I don't know why. It seems like Grindelwald is like Snape. He's Did they establish Aquaman. that? Or are you assume that? Dumbledore is like Queenie. We just assumed that, she, she,
0: that. she has peace. But like you, you'd have to think that he would have to. I think any dark wizard that rises is going to end up in Occlumens because, boy, would that be a plot hole for them. You know?
1: Well, yeah, you would need to. If you're going to get far along, like uh, anybody who, who can read your mind can, like, rat you out. Would be but pretty... they do
2: talked about how exceptional Queenie is at it.
0: She's like a born. It's like in her blood. This is like. Yeah, it's like she's like a. She's born.
2: Metamorph like, So Like
0: so frankie i had like like i was like oh this is interesting queenie is and then it exploded in my head i was like no no wait 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 queenie's a nazi what is going on no seriously i didn't think of it that
2: way until Bree said that earlier today she was like my favorite character is a nazi and i was like oh no i didn't think of it like that she's like (laughs) it is. (laughs) and
0: somebody else was like uh, it's like well you know she's she just wants to love freely. Does she really think she's going to be able to marry Jacob in his world? I don't <gasps> think she's that dumb. You know what?
2: But that's, you know what? That's what's good. Oh, you just, you just hit the nail on the head, though. That's what's going to break her way when she realize when he says, no, you can't.
0: Well, there's going to make
2: her turn. There's
0: another theory going around about Queenie mm-hmm. that obviously Percival Graves, a.k.a. Grindelwald from the first movie, would have known about Queenie from being in the ministry and because she's oh, such right. an extraordinary mm-hmm. legilimens, maybe they have been targeting her and working her to get her to this all this time. Because she did seem different in this movie. I mean, with all well, the she rapey was, consent stuff. Yeah, she stuff. drugged
2: her boyfriend, and she was sad and crying the whole time. Like, it's not it, – yeah, it wasn't – I just figured – and part of, I guess, one of the reasons why I kind of just really accepted the whole, like, oh, she's Grindelwald now on his side is because she was just so, like – broken and desperate you know what i mean just kind of like and just legitimately hurt that she couldn't be who she want who she was i am... love the person she wanted but again that's me
0: yeah we are so used to book canon but we have to remember that the way they explained jacob coming back was jacob just being like oh hey i'm back spell didn't oh, work yeah i so
2: I, honestly i liked that he did that a little bit because i was so curious like how are they going to like undo, the but didn't they movie. watch the him for months? Off-
0: didn't they oh. watch him for months? Start a bakery. Like this is what I'm saying. They watched mm. him for months, thinking everything was fine. If he remembered all the good stuff, doesn't he remember? Doesn't he realize that th- his pal n- n- figured things out so that he would get all that money? It doesn't track, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, so one thing is that when he gave that little explanation, he was currently. Under Queenie's Well, but enchantment. when it was
0: lifted he, it was the same explanation. I was like, "Oh, the enchantment's lifted now we'll get a real explanation, and it was not
1: right well if i if I'm allowed to brag just for a minute, I believe that in an earlier episode of Pottercast, I called out the particular language that Newt gave to describe how that that how that worked it's like a, and how it would only work on people oh, that yeah, had yeah. and we talked of about the that, events. but like
0: Fine, like when I heard it too, when it first was said in the movie, I didn't think that was a good enough excuse. I didn't then. Does everybody in New York who doesn't have a purely negative experience with the crazy stuff they saw around New York remember how you were saying that we thought somebody took the photos and there's no evidence? If this is the theory, then plenty of people in New York remember. Oh yeah, well,
1: they they definitely still remember it. I'm sure. I would imagine it's not a binary, and that you'll remember as much of it as the percentage of your memory is having to do with it. What if they weren't positive or negative? You just saw something uh, weird. Then I don't know.
0: This is what I'm saying. So to get around to my original point, what what I'm saying is this, that we are acting like this is book canon and that there must be, you know, maybe it's not a phoenix, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And we're forgetting that in movie world, they don't do it the same way. Jacob shows up and says, oops, didn't work. Mm -hmm. Does that create plot holes? Oh, well. And I don't, I think expecting different, I'm starting to doubt that we should.
2: Expecting different, what do you mean? It's so so fun. fun.
0: Expecting the incredibly tight airproof, nearly airproof world that joe created with the books to be the same sort of structure we're getting in the movies maybe they're just fun movies to watch and that's as deep as we go well,
1: that was fun doing podcast with know, you guys let's terrible. tune in oh, to some other show <laughs> i think we have to and like we do have to like i feel like this would be uh um a small tangent but i i on my way home from seeing the movie last night uh with Bree um you know she was her immediate reaction was was not happy with quite a bit of it and um i feel like my default posture with this stuff sometimes is to defend joe um and that's a criticism totally. that we get sometimes as big fans that have been around for a whiles we look to make excuses for and i think about all of the times where uh you know we wanted the movies to be more like the books and to have more detail and not to gloss over and skip so much, and now we have the criticism being from some people there was way too much in here. It was almost boring. There was too many Who details to keep track of. She has no idea how to write a screenplay. And you know, be, take take that you know criticism as, as you will. You know, she was originally an author of 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 these books that were turned into movies. Now she has another story to tell. Could she, if she wanted to, publish books like she used to with Scholastic and the, and the, all, all of her old crowd, and then Warner Brothers can pick them up whenever they're ready to and make a movie? Probably not at this point. They, they Warner Brothers, I imagine, could be calling a lot more of the shots now than they were at the time, and uh, they want to make these movies. And so if she's going to sit here and write the story... I imagine it would be very difficult to figure out what of this story to include in a movie and if they chose come out with a book that's an elaborated more thorough even maybe more extra plot with some extra characters alongside it but they chose to just kind of make it as much of a one-to-one effort as possible and this is what she chooses uh, to include in this story, to to do it justice in her own head, and uh, I I mean she might be making mistakes, and that I think the McGonagall thing is a very cl- very clear mistake, um, but. You know, one of the biggest criticisms about Credence being a Dumbledore is like, how in the hell wouldn't Rita Skeeter and all of these other people who were researching Dumbledore for his biography have picked up on this? And if and if Albus Dumbledore's father somehow escaped prison or got someone pregnant in prison, um, wouldn't that have been part of the biography, too? Wait for it. Dumbledore's
0: father is Grindelwald. No, I'm taking it back. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I heard someone say that they thought Grindelwald was Credence's father today, too. <laughs> so there's different? all sorts My of brain crazy theories. The,
0: Grindelwald's Credence. Got it. Okay, I'm back.
1: <laughs> but uh, I think I want to give her a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt that maybe she hasn't sure. filled up notebooks in her you know, single bedroom dwelling home like she did for the original books with all of the characters' backgrounds. But I don't think that she's going to be sloppy and do things that are clear canon violations as much as it might be interesting to give us a bunch of shit to debate and talk about because she knows that there are those hardcore fans that will... Appreciate a movie with more detail and more explanation, and all of these things more so than a casual film critic that's going to show up to this thing and be like, I, "What the hell did I just but watch?" it's not, it's not casual
0: film. So, so look, I agree with you. She has earned benefit of the doubt, and only because it's Joe. Am I even? You know, it's because it's Joe. I I do believe that if anybody can pull this rabbit out of the hat, it's Joe. But it's not casual film critics that are saying, "What the hell did I just watch?" The film critics. That I have been reading are hardcore fans and have been for many, many years. They can name details mm-hmm. even better than I can. It's not that people are just, you know, slapdash. And we can't say that she's not going to make big canon violations. There is at least one very big canon violation, which could not have been anything but purposeful in Minerva McGonagall. And if that's what's something that she's just like i'm changing the canon yeah. it's my story i'm gonna do what i want i say mcgonagall was there in 1915 sure yeah fine but i will say
2: i don't like it but i'll accept right. it
0: like fine you go with it yeah and i do think there is like a 30 percent chance this all makes sense like really good tight amazing sense like the books in the end but it's hard to mm-hmm. trust that when McGonagall shows up. It's hard to trust that when there's a whole lot of other little things that we'll get into in future episodes because, yikes, do we have a lot to talk about. But, um, and when you, yeah. when you are saying, trust me, trust me, and also changing the narrative that has been created, like, let's talk about Nagini for a second. It's in, what it, Jordan pointed this out to me to me today, it's an Hindu slash Urdu story and then they cast... Said she's from Indonesia and it's a Korean actress. So it's like there's these Mm. these things are happening and these avoidable things are happening. So if you're gonna say trust me, trust me, trust me, don't sacrifice the things that we have known about these stories and obsessed about these stories for the sake of things that aren't that worth it, like a cameo. So maybe in the end, McGonagall, her life story changing in the end was absolutely vital. And next movie, we're going to find out why it is very important for this whole story to make sense that McGonagall shows up. Maybe that will happen, but I don't think Potter fans Mm -hmm. are wrong or, um, or, or, well wrong to be questioning right now as much as and you should go look at Leaky there's a there's an article about um, don't mistake plot twists for plot holes and and they're right but I will say that I never finished books one, two, three, four, five or six with questions about whether the whole story was hanging together and w- a questioning why a character that was you know 20 years before the date her date of birth yeah shows up in the story you know um it's different
2: if this is a reveal or a twist i don't think it was done well because the fact that we are like if it was supposed to be like oh he's a dumbledore like no that 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 did not happen because we're having this long conversation of like oh maybe maybe like i'm sorry like i'm pretty good at picking up story patterns and stuff. It's my job. You know what I mean? And so it's like it's not like sure, you can you can dictate it because you're the creator and you can just make it so. But it just to me just it just feels kind of like the end of frozen when Hans was the bad guy the whole time. You're right. like, okay, like sure, but you didn't really set it up at right. all. It's not yeah. earned. And so it just feels Yeah.
0: And like we I love know. Joe and we love the series. I love this
2: series. But I felt really strongly about Curse Child not Chris Child. Yeah, yeah Chris Child. Child. Like, I don't I don't consider that canon because they broke too many rules. Like to me, like with the time turner thing, that just too many rules were broken. I'm like, okay, it's fun, but I don't consider that like I don't consider mm-hmm. Voldemort has a daughter. Like I don't consider part of the thing
0: daughter. that created the fandom were the rules. The the canon the the feeling that it was being crafted by an absolute master crafts person, and she is she is a master crafts person. Those books are a marvel, but the rules and the plotting, the tight, amazing, intricate everything has a reason. Almost everything. I hear you on Gropp, Reason.
2: <laughs> I mean, Gropp plotting. has his purpose. I, has I get it. do no, no one hate me. Sure. Because like it's it's good. <laughs> it's good for him to explore his humanity and his other side. I get it. But I just was like, Bleh.
0: yeah, the that element. Yeah is really what kept a lot of fans really obsessed. I mean, it's what propelled this podcast to its whatever in the heyday because we were trying yeah. to pick apart all those theories yeah. because we knew the structure was there through which we could pick apart the theories. If the structure starts to fall out from underneath us, what's real?
1: Yeah. Well, here's, here's my thought on these, you know, incongruities, that there's a scale here. There's a there's a sliding scale between uh, you know something that you can overlook because it's not very important like Dan Radcliffe's eyes were never green, or you know maybe a little more serious like suddenly you can operate onto Hogwarts bridge, um, and who needs you the know, squid or the Wapping Willow? Annoying, it's annoying because right? yeah. It's it's annoying because those are ones that we've explicitly understand there to be like evidence in the canon as to why you shouldn't be able to do that. Like if, if there was something in here where um you know people back then were able to survive or able to survive the killing curse and the whole fucking original series was predicated on Harry being special because he could do that because of his mother's sacrifice. That would be huge. That would be the whole opposite end of the spectrum. So bringing... uh, Minerva McGonagall into the story 20 years earlier isn't one of those annoying ones probably even more annoying than operating onto Hogwarts well, here's, grounds because you can, you can easily come up with an idea like oh maybe they added well, it's that it's more rule annoying because they're back to the futuring the plot line but, and her, uh,
0: the, the one that we read about on Pottermore which is not right. part of the seven books but is beautiful and amazing and back to the futuring that would be sad for me yeah
1: and like there is a whole you know the phrase uh, retcon is retroactive continuity where you change yep. something thing um, retroactively for some future continuity elsewhere for the sake of prior continuity. And, um, you know, maybe they intend on making McGonagall a more, uh, you know, foreground character in the future movies, and they wanted to introduce it now. And they're just like, sorry, forgive it. I know we said she was actually... Younger than this, but wouldn't it be cool if the, um, you know, contemporary female wizard Dumbledore was with was someone you already knew and not some random character that? Sure, didn't except her Pottermore have in the Pottermore entry is still
0: up and. Like, <laughs> you know yeah, like and so sucks. take it down take it down say whoops guys it this sucks. is not real but that like, was a draft i would actually yeah. think it was really cool if joe was like whoops that was a draft this is how writers work we're not perfect i'm changing it my story i get to do what i want yeah,
1: yeah or or maybe even just you know what like yeah i acknowledge that we said that she was originally born in this year but i really wanted to. i really love her as a character it would have been I would have I I really want to put her in this uh in this story and so you know it's not like uh there were other plot reasons as to why she Can couldn't be in there it's just that through the movie pushed her forward.
0: as she kept appearing I thought for real that Credence was going to be her son especially that on the boat yeah, there was a, well, wo- a dark-haired woman and I was like oh my god is it McGonagall? Is this why? And I am yeah. down for more McGonagall. If we have to, if there is a reason yeah. that she has to retcon to like get us more McGonagall, great. Let's
2: do it. Yeah, I mean, I love McGonagall.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think you know, like uh, that. I'm I'm willing to forgive that just for the sake of there being another strong female character in here, and we can do a whole episode about all of the problems with uh, the. You know the lack of um, meaningful contributions. A lot no, of no, we have to talk about that, and I'm gonna go off on it a
0: little bit. So we're gonna.
1: It could be a, we're gonna, a whole we're talk episode, it a little but bit, yeah, and then please we should get your more later. your thing in here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's it's quite you know the more that you were listing them out mm-hmm. when we were chatting earlier, like the more disheartening it is and confusing because it's not really something I've previously thought that Joe would be at risk of uh, screwing up so badly. And
0: that's why, Um, honestly, that swings me back a little bit towards, is there a master plan I'm missing? Because the women are so weird (laughs) in this movie. Okay. Nagini Nagini says four words and does nothing. Literally nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing that is not in service to the white dude she's following around. Let's be honest about that. Every single female in this movie, every single one is either acting out of interest for romance with a a white Mm -hmm. dude or... And I'm saying white because they are white. Like, so, it's just so, so just take that as blanket. There's a Senegalese guy. That's a whole other weird thing. We'll talk about it. Every other, every woman in this story is acting out of a desire for romance with a dude or in service mm-hmm. of a dude. And they don't, they yeah. literally, I can't think of one thing Queenie, Tina, Lita, anyone. And Lita was the most like interesting of them all. And now she's gone. Yeah. And she was so cool. what happened there? i don't know she disintegrated is this uh, vada cadaver disintegrates wizards but doesn't muggles because they put them in a box
2: i don't understand yeah it was a fire that was eating them and it yeah. was just like it was fiend fire i guess it was, it was a cool crazy powerful no but wait yeah. let's yeah. not uh, let's
0: not hold on let's yeah, do the sorry. let's do the yeah, yeah. <laughs> queenie queenie like violating consent is going over to the other side tina runs off to paris and you think like oh she's following her career because she's a badass no she was heartbroken that she thought newt was engaged they're on a massive mission in they're going to get found out in the ministry they know that theseus knows they're there they know that that creepy lady knows that they are not who they say they are and they stop to flirt what is going what is going on with the women i can't think of one thing one even bunty justice for bunty
1: Bunty, Bunty, Bunty.
0: she she's there for two seconds and she has to be, she has to have a crush on Newt. And somebody somebody said to me on Twitter, it was like, "This is Miss Money Penny." You know what? I'm tired of homages to women who only do things to serve men. And I thought this story would be above that, and it makes it so weird for this to come from Joe that it makes me think that it is weird, and we'll find out why it's weird next time. But that is an awful big risk yeah. to take, to be honest. Yeah,
2: it is a big risk, and like honestly, what what makes me a little nervous about this is like, the like the that you, like it's the same amount of like uncomfort and like confusion that the whole like her avid embracing of Johnny Depp yeah. gave me. I'm like, mm, like okay, like he's kind of creepy. And we don't really mm. like him right now, yeah. but. It was such a like, oh, no, no, I'm happy he's on here. And I was like, okay. And so this just seems more along, yeah. more of the same. And so it makes me think of like, if Warner Brothers is just like, boom, making sure she doesn't talk and under her thumb, blah, 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 but that doesn't seem like Joe.
0: Doesn't seem like Joe, does it?
2: No. <sighs> but at this point, I'm almost. I hope, like in five years, and the movies are done, she can just write a tell-all, like, "Oh God, it was horrible," blah blah blah. But then at the same time, I'm like, "No," because you're J.K. Rowling. If anybody has agency over a create, like you do, like which choice are we talking about? Are we still talking about? I'm talking about how they are. They are very congruent emotionally for me, like Johnny Depp being in it and just the horrible treatment Mm -hmm. of the females in this of this movie, like that. That both of those things seem to be cut from a similar cloth in my brain. I guess and so like it's just one of those things that I'm like, oh, hmm, it's it's definitely hard that that they that it's that they
1: these issues exist. Um, I can't I mean that would be such a awfully like wildly negative, you know, idea to think that that was purposeful the casting and the treatment as, as much not as, purposeful i but think just for, at the for same one I've got, Careless, I've got a lot I of do. thoughts to just spit out here real oh, quick let me just spit this out and sorry john debate what you want on it but like so firstly you mentioned nagini right a very odd thing to have ended up being in the film when you think about how little we saw and heard from her my my gut take on that is that um, if you were to look at the cutting room floor, since that news came out, you'd see a ton of her and, yeah. uh, and more of her oh, scenes shit. cut out. And they probably would have cut her out completely if it would have made sense for the rest of, of the film, just because of how upset people were by it. Um, and as far as Johnny Depp, I thought, you know... I told Bree this too. It's been kind of like a bit of a fandom joke to point to the characters in these movies who do not act very well and uh, you know how you wish they had been cast better and all of the other awful things about Johnny Depp aside, nobody could say that he didn't act this role well and a role that could have easily been cartoony and corny and awful with a, a worse actor. That said, I wish... They didn't cast him, and uh, I I think that there would have been other actors who could have done well. No, I, with I it agree too. with you there though because um, I was but,
2: predisposed to not enjoy Johnny Depp as just an actor and as a person right yeah, now, and yeah. I had no problems with it. Like it was only like once when he was when he was doing his old like con- like conducting the fire thing that I was like, oh Jack Sparrow, but that was just like a brief I had two moment. Two problems
0: with him. Hmm. One was that I didn't really have a problem, which said to me you didn't need Johnny Depp. Like there was nothing so, there was nothing so incredible that Johnny Depp could only be doing, you know, that was one. And it was like, it was fine. And the other was, I hate Paris. It was such a stupid like action movie, throwaway cheesy line that you completely didn't need. Also, why are you messing on Paris where you just set your entire film?
1: No, that's Uh. just rude. There's a lot of tonal inconsistencies. It was like the Haunted Mansion. You know where you know it starts out kind of spooky and it ends really silly, and you find out there were two completely different creative you know engineers in charge of the project, and they had different ideas of what they wanted to do but anyway, um we have tangent aside we're
0: barely um
1: we could talk a lot more about Johnny Depp and we will uh and Grindelwald, and we will, and some of my favorite parts of this movie were the i don't want to say it's heavy-handed so much as just really thorough depiction of that type of um i don't want to call him a leader he's a terrorist really um but yeah. um the ways that you can get people to follow a cause you know people you know want to research how is it that hitler had any followers whatsoever like who would go along with this this is terrible and and you read about the tactics that were used and i think you know in the next few years one would hope that there'll be a lot of reflection in our own country as to how people could follow a man who publicly says such terrible things and the interesting thing here is what while we're all living that Um, Americans more so, well, not even just Americans, other places too have have leaders like this right now. But um, a lot of those same tactics, like you mentioned, the ability to get people to be violent um, without actually telling them like I order you to go do this, you 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 create this this situation and the environment in which they feel that that's how they should react, yeah. and then you have you know that that lady at in the crowd raising her wand to one of the um, law enforcement, and then she gets killed mm-hmm. or at least knocked out or we we don't know, um, but you saw it right in his face when he kind of looked away as he said, you know, it would be completely natural for you to want revenge. For what they've done, and then boom, like on on cue, uh, he gets exactly what he wants, and he's able to use that then for propaganda, telling everybody to go tell all their friends that hey, it's not Grindelwald who's violent, it's not Grindelwald that hates Muggles, it's all just something that they're putting on him because he wants freedom, and that's that's not what he wants. Like you know, in just a few scenes earlier, he's talking to his followers in private. And, uh, you know, he's like, no, 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 we don't say that out loud. What we say is we want freedom. And they're like, yeah, freedom to kill everybody who's not magical. And he's like, no, we're not going to kill everybody because, you know, there's certainly going to be things that us wizards aren't going to want to do. I think he said, you know, society needs the beasts of burden. Like they're not going to pull their own carriages, right? Like they're going to keep muggles around to do all of it that they don't want to do, which is, you know, it's, it's effectively, uh, you know, yeah, you're not going to kill all of them. That's great. You're going to keep slaves. Like, that's ridiculous. But he'll twist that when yeah, he's yeah. talking to the crowd as to be like, oh, you know, it's the the fake news media. They're the enemy of the people, right? Like, they're not you know, best. but they're not all of them. You know, there are some of them, I'm sure, that are good people. To me, it, it spoke almost like this was Joe... I doing definitely think the purpose on that. as as almost like a you know what can I do in, in this situation
0: well, but no, but yes I, th- I mean, I think it is it is on purpose, but she's she's not it's it's this is this is any demagogue this is demagoguery one oh one it is not purely Hitler it is no it's just the one that we yeah that we've seen he's most, just most, he's the one that we' one dealing that strikes home now, for us, but I do think that if we didn't have Trump that would that scene would be exactly the same.
1: Sure. No, it's just, I think that, uh, y- you know, there's... I, I, I'd I have to believe, especially seeing how political she is on Twitter, that uh, were she vacillating between other attributes to give to this person she would pick this one for that reason just for the the social utility i truly
0: truly believe that this is sure but I truly, truly believe this is a cardboard cutout of Demagoguery 101, which is a way of saying Trump is just like every other demagogue and he's not a particularly interesting one and he's not a particularly gifted or unique one. There is nothing about him that it has to inform this. She could have written this about everything she saw when she no, was at Amnesty International. Not she could have written this about reading, you know, watching a documentary about Hitler. Like, like, she's looking for a Hitler and she got him. Yeah. You know? Sure. Totally.
1: Yeah, and he's way better, I'm sure, even than Hitler at the the way of words that he has, and and the just the the style. I mean, incorporating the magic into it and everything else. Like we would all be in a whole world much more trouble if the people we were dealing with right now uh, were as artful and had had the presentation and the way to form coherent sentences as Grindelwald.
0: Could you imagine if Trump was as good as Grindelwald? I'm, I'm huh. purposefully
1: not saying his name, but
0: oh, I'll say his name all over the place. I don't care. I mean, I'm sorry.
1: It's not like I'm I'm making a secret out of it, but you know,
2: uh, yeah, it, <sighs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't think, I think we can divorce saw parallel, the current but... reality
0: either. Like, I don't think he's actually Trump, but I don't think we can divorce the current reality.
1: The more interesting thing, I think, is the depiction of how people can become under this the, the sway of, of of these kinds of people and the the Queenie thing um, the gut reaction people mm. have is a hundred percent the one that's intended is oh my god how could you do that to Queenie I know a few people in my own life that have had very similar thoughts about their either an old friend or a A aunt or an uncle or a parent that sit there so pissed off and confused is that I've known this person my whole life. They're a good person. How could they believe the things that they're suddenly now believing and and saying? And how is it that they could follow somebody like that? And we're seeing a very clear example of not how they all do, but at least one particular way and uh, you can criticize how realistic it is, but he preyed on her and he may be even That analogy magic. is a little
0: tortured, John. That analogy is a little tortured. You're, you're, the, the analogy that this is just like the person that you know who suddenly follows Trump. Sure, we're all going to Thanksgiving this week and we're going to see our family members who may ascribe to Trump. That is different. What you're talking about is somebody who goes to a Proud Boys rally. What you're talking about is somebody who was at Charlottesville on the white nationalist side. That's what you're talking about. It's a big, it's a lot different than the casual f- follower who like, here's what Grindelwald's up to is like, yeah, yeah. Why, should, why shouldn't we rule over muggles? That's what you're talking about. We're not talking about Queenie. Queenie's at a white nationalist rally. Queenie is a Proud Boy. That is way bigger and different. And it's, gotta be recognized yeah i
1: recognize it i just think that it's yeah. a very like it's it's a high volume example and there could also be the fact that she could be enchanted because people being sure. enchanted comes up more than a few times in this movie it begins with jacob yeah. by queenie it be and it continues with uh just you yep. the idea that so queenie happens- is feeling this so- whatever social pressure or whatever kind of pressure and confusion about why can't she marry Jacob? Why can't she even be in a relationship with him? And, you know, like... Um, and, and there was a whole flashback or explanation of some previous generation, some wizard who used the Imperious curse to uh, mm-hmm. control all of these people. Uh, you, if, you're, if you look for, spe- like, specifically, the idea of manipulation and uh, using magic to uh, exert mind control over people you'll you'll see it all over the place here and yeah like it's awful that she's gonna walk through fire suddenly to be with grindelwald and that kind of extreme example makes me feel like there is like some kind of charm and and we saw her magically suddenly have all of the voices in her head vanish when one of grindelwald's supporters comes up to her and, and touches her and she's fine you know, from that point forward. Yeah,
0: the only thing that works against that is that she was on her guard against Grindelwald in his presence. If she was under his... I mean, and I want her to be under his thrall because I hate this, but if she really was under his thrall, I she wouldn't have been able to raise a wand against him. Who knows if she would have been able to do anything, but, like, when she, she stood raised, and, She did. She raised her wand against but I'm Grindelwald. I'm just
2: trying to remember what part. Like, is that... When she
0: was in the house and, like, the, the teapot kept trying to serve her.
2: Yeah. And she was oh. like, no, no. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but that was... I would, I would argue that was before the thrall even happened. If
0: that's after the moment that you both just said was part of the thrall.
2: Well, what was? It? No, her in the. Wait, wait. What yeah, do you mean? So she got the burnt, moment she went that she into the fire. That's after? after the
0: yes, because that's how they found her. No, no. Rosier touches her, and all those voices mm-hmm. go away. Then she's in Grindelwald's house. So if mm. the enchantment has already started, I don't see how she raises a wand against. Oh,
2: I thought she went to the the thing because uh, she had met him
0: no 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 listen when okay. she has I'm just all remembering the... the order wrong no 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 you you're right you're just remembering the wrong moment when she has all the voices going crazy and she sits on the side of the street and rosier comes over and touches her shoulder and they all go away that's what john was saying is the enchantment
1: yeah and i don't know what enchantment it was or oh, if it was i don't permanent know oh, okay i
0: think Rosier's just an occlumens and it was just a relief i think anybody who's that close to grindelwald is an occlumens yeah I don't know. It's rough because I would like Queenie to not be doing this of her own will. But then you got it like in the fullness of the story. Does she get to get out of it because she's not doing it of her own will? Does she end up in jail? Does she end up dead? Because we know Grindelwald's getting defeated. Yeah. You know? I
1: don't know. I think I think somebody mentioned that there is a Quidditch player uh, in Quidditch throughout the ages who has the last name Kowalski. And they're using that. Oh,
0: as, there is. Oh, my God. As evidence
1: to think that they end up being okay.
2: I don't think she'll – we might get one full movie of her on that side, and then in the next one, she'll come back. I don't know, but I do think if she turns back to the good side, I can see them using uh, Grindelwald – I mean, uh, Jacob. I, like Grindelwald also not letting her marry Jacob, being like, oh, okay, no, 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 no. I, I, this isn't what I thought you lied to me
1: yeah well I, don't I mean know. Grindelwald says to her he's like I will never see you harmed ever it is not your fault your sister is an auror. I wish that you were working with me towards a world where wizards are free to live openly and to love freely like he is 100% hitting her primary you know goals
2: right here yeah
0: and that oh, may yeah. not need to be done with an enchantment it may just need to be done with Silver Tongue over here um, you want to hear about Quentin Kowalski sure yes I do uh, Quentin Kowalski is an American wizard who played as Chaser for the 2014 American National Quidditch team during the fourth match he scored the ninth and final U.S. goal 2014 2014 Ginny apparently wrote a USA versus Jamaica article someplace mm. um, so it's on Pottermore and w- yeah. when was this 2014? supposed to have taken place 2014 but this book um 20s oh it would have to be Descendant the it's not like a son. right but um but yeah, so maybe they that do make really it help us.
2: When did um she write this article?
0: It appeared on Pottermore, um, I don't know, my guess is twenty fourteen.
2: Then I can definitely see that being true. Because if she is she was probably already writing in her head this, these movies right. and knowing JK Rowling, she like she could have an idea like of like, oh yeah, Jacob and they end up and da 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 and so I wonder if that's a fun way to
0: Here's another thing, guys. Three more movies. If this is ending in Grindelwald and Dumbledore fighting each other, that's eighteen years of canon in three movies.
2: Yeah. And 1945. Of, wait, how long was Grindelwald? It like just going around with Dumbledore not doing anything.
0: He was defeated in 1945. Maybe it took him that long to break the blood pact. I sure oh, hope not. Like, what is his
1: blood pact? That kills me. Yeah. That blood seems like nonsense. the. How can we tie his hands because Dumbledore? Also, that seems it, different than an unbreakable vow. Yeah it's something
0: also it seems like a handy excuse for an erotic moment between men that you don't have to name as such
2: exactly that's what i didn't that's yeah. what i was like this just seems like an convenient excuse for they can be like for you can avoid like i i always loved the fact that it was more of like like it was hard like dumbledore just couldn't bring himself to it that was just cooler to me but i guess it is more irresponsible cuz he probably would have just done something if i think about it dumbledore's not one to be selfish like that i don't know is he
1: I think that it can be enough that it took all of Grindelwald's charm, the relationship that they had, all of his manipulative magic, to get Dumbledore to be, I don't know, vulnerable or at least trusting enough to get that kind of spell put in place. And that...
2: No do you like, I guess this is a question more about book seven for both of you. And I guess I just never challenged it until now. Like I always assumed that like their interest in each other when they were younger, whether romantic or not, but just their, their relationship was mutual in both parts and genuine. And I like, to me it was more like, it was like two people who started in the same spot, but grew differently. I think, I think, like maybe Grindelwald and Dumbledore parted ways because they differed so much on well Ariana and everything. And the uh, might is whatever that might thing is um, for the greater good. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and so I just always assumed that like they, like that blood pact was genuine or whatever yeah. that was, was genuine, not a manipulation on Grindelwald trying to get Dumbledore into anything. It was just, they were just young and, naive and idealistic and they're they overlapped for so long because dumbledore was embarrassed like that him and grindelwald agreed so much on some of his stuff like like oh yeah we should be the superiors da, 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 until he stopped that so i don't like i just assumed it was genuine or do you guys I, were assuming I, that maybe it was like manipulation from the get-go grindelwald
0: i believe it was genuine i don't believe grindelwald would would um the current mm-hmm. grindelwald the 1928 grindelwald or whatever would make himself vulnerable by doing a blood pact because it's 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 not just manipulating dumbledore he's making himself vulnerable that's true i don't think that guy does that without meaning it Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point no, you know? what
2: is this blood pack,
0: though? So, I don't know. It's not an unbreakable vow.
2: Yeah. So, why introduce something new when an unbreakable vow would do the exact same thing?
0: And they also mentioned unbreakable vows and blood packs yeah. separately.
2: And, and they did. So, they had that, that one guy. I think that's probably why they had the guy who had the unbreakable vow on him. Which, sure. Ooh, just so they can make the distinction between the two.
1: Well, what are, what are all of the unbreakable vows that we're aware of?
0: The Snape one about Draco.
1: So, that is Snape promising something to do for Draco. Not something Draco is promising for Snape Snape or promising to protect Draco. What else do we got? Uh, I don't know. What are the other almost? What did did the
0: Senegalese guy? What was his vow to avenge his his um, father, right or his mother? The Senegalese guy, uh, Yusuf.
1: Yeah, Yusuf Kama. I don't rem like my 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 point was is that I think unbreakable vows have to do with like a vow to do something but not like a a reciprocal thing um and and the blood vow could be something that they're entering equally
0: right A blood pact is an agreement an unbreakable vow is a promise
1: right
2: wait a minute what
1: well an agreement uh, an
0: unbreakable vow can be one-sided a blood pact cannot yeah
1: yeah, like they maybe. couldn't have made a blood pact that says Dumbledore could never fight Grindelwald, but Grindelwald is totally cool to fight Dumbledore. Like, it had to be. Right.
0: But they could mutual. have made an, un- made an unbreakable vow yeah. that you know Dumbledore can't ever wear yellow.
1: Right. Fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: what a dumb unbreakable vow! I love it. It's a stupid <laughs> a unbreakable vow. You die. <laughs> you put a green shirt on, a yellow but, shirt on. Then oh! again,
0: what an out clause, right? Like, I think I'm done. Here's a yellow shirt. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, okay. <laughs>
2: That's funny. It's funny. Um,
0: so I'm looking at the Unbreakable Vows. Um, Yusuf Kama is the only pre-1901 uh, use in the 1980s. Fred and George tried to make yeah, one, remember? Sure. And they got caught. Uh, 1996 was the Narcissa Malfoy one. That's the only one. Those are the only ones.
2: Narcissa Malfoy? Wait, was She when? was the
0: one who made Snape make the vow. Mm-hmm.
2: In 1986? 1996. Oh, I'm like, no. Okay, I was confused um yeah and then let's see what
0: the wiki has to say about blood pact uh magic binding agreement can be made by individuals cutting their hands with their wands and interlacing them Uh, two glowing drops of blah 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 blah. made a blood pact in a barn okay didn't know that part where they swore an oath never to fight each other um by 1927 grindelwald possessed the vial for this pact uh prompted grindelwald to seek out a powerful obscurial to use as a weapon also grindelwald never notices in the movie that the thing is gone so that's something
1: How about those friggin' Nifflers, man? Like, I thought the Nifflers were kind of, like, silly the first time, like, screwing around in the bank. But, like, how about the other scene where, like, Newt, by the way, impressed the hell out of me this whole movie with his command of magic. But when Mm -hmm. he's investigating and trying to hunt down either Tina or whoever, what else, like, they use that crazy gold dust spell to go back in time and space and to find the footprints and the echoes of the people. And then to use the fact that it's like a gold dust that Nifflers are attracted to, to basically turn Mm -hmm. the Nifflers into like bloodhounds to sniff out the footprints. Like, holy cow. That was like such a creative spell. Like probably to this date, some of my favorite magic I've seen in this universe.
2: And then how cool was that giant tiger cat thing?
0: i love the tiger cats I so much let me so tell much. you my wait my which dog cats? george is a mix between a niffler and the big cat
2: <laughs> are we george talking about
0: that big
1: furry chinese thing
2: oh yeah. yeah he's great i loved him he
0: just wants love it's the cutest and the little
2: Mickey. like it was such a fun um what's that it's, it's i forget the t- the term for that type of joke the whole like uh like lead the, up and the then visual gag yeah, well, it was just like a big. You're like, oh, how is he going to take this one down? And he just right. wiggles a little thing, and it's like, and it does the whole cat thing with the big eyes. Like it was.
0: I love it because all cats are just cats. Yeah,
2: it was all lovely. lions,
0: cheetahs. Yeah, they're exactly.
2: Just, cats. They're just like cats haven't. If you look at cats, they're one of the most beautiful creatures in the universe because how how much like they haven't really changed much over <laughs> evolution. Like they're kind of just different sizes, all the same shape. Because they're great. They're they're wonderful. Cats are pretty cool, oh, guys.
0: We're an hour and a half in, and I could do this all night long. I know.
2: Well, there's more to talk about. I'm gonna. I want to go. I saw it using points. Oh, so I didn't pay for it. <laughs> this was the
0: first time ever that I have waited until after opening weekend of a Harry Potter film to see it. Oh, really?
2: I I saw it like like last Wednesday night because there was like theater was doing like a preview, so I got, they were doing it. Th- I got to see it for free, so I was like, "That's fun."
1: Yeah, and I got that. You know, StubHub gives you three free movies a week, so I'll probably see it again pretty soon.
0: So we're going to get together next week to do the next bit of the endless roll of discussion we have to do about this movie?
2: Yeah, there's so much more to talk about. I would love to because, like, I want to actually, like, I want to watch it again just so I can just process some of this stuff because a lot of it is just, like emotional reactions to things that i liked or things that made me uncomfortable and like i need to be a little more objective about it or see what i'm missing because like with me when it comes to movies like i can get hung up on concepts and that's what i like the fact that like oh queenie wasn't just pining she was actually had a uh, she was seduced i liked that but then when i think about the like the math i'm like oh i don't know if i love how it actually did it though. yeah oh and i think we're way too hard on tina
0: tina's great i loved her in the first movie i just don't I, I didn't get. I'm not ready to write off more all of her
1: motivation on being sad about Newt. Like when when they found not her all of it, in that but sewer, her motivation. She had the whole family tree worked out, and it was not writing. That wasn't Tina her. Scamander that was Yusuf again.
0: That was Yusuf's
2: tree. That she didn't do that. She didn't do that. Because Yusuf did it. But I thought she came to Paris looking for these things. See, I need to rewatch no, it.
0: Yusuf Yusuf put together the Corvus bit. She she got she got that from Yusuf. Mm. All
2: right. Well, I mean. Nonetheless, she's
1: still hunting down Credence. She's still, she is still
0: a badass. But I would have not... loved if she went to hunt down Credence without without having been running away from England because of Nude. I just why do we think that she did that? that stu- the common sense reading is that a big part of her decision making was over being heartbroken, which is a reason many of us make many decisions. Sure. But I'm really tired of it in movies. And Tina is amazing enough and has agency enough on her own that it is unnecessary. She could have be doing that before been there for a year whatever and you can tie in knots as a reason that that's not the case but every woman watching it feels the little dip of disappointing of disappointment when they see that no woman in that movie could completely separate her actions from a romantic con- conquest or the needs of the next white man standing to her right or Probably. left that is disappointing and i'm not gonna i agree try to wrap that. it in tight circles to excuse it. i
1: agree with all of that i just don't think that like there was evidence to say she only came out there
0: i never once when, said uh, she only did
1: because she was sad about new tina's thing. great
0: and i love that she went off fighting stuff and doing it on her own i just wish upon wish that we didn't have this other storyline of she's she she believes a stupid tabloid news article and can't doesn't have the gumption to ask new or inquire he's her friend yeah if you 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 know like the the fact that this badass woman was swayed by a tabloid piece and so that has to do with why she's throwing herself into her work i don't think this is ever explicitly said but it is the common sense reading and it's annoying Mm -hmm. you know yeah she's smarter than that she's better than that yeah but we all lose our heads sometimes. Yeah. I'll- guys, maybe in a couple of years when we've seen the fullness of the films, Joe will be here saying, I told you guys, would you just freaking trust me? I hope so. Yeah.
1: I mean, when I, like, originally, before I saw the film and I was hearing about how poorly it was doing on Rotten Tomatoes and how many critics were giving it bad reviews, and I didn't spoil myself, but I did look at what one of the primary criticisms was, and the thing that I had taken away from it was that people couldn't follow the story for one reason or another, and part of it being that there was just way too much and mm. as people were like, they said, there's no reason in any movie to have 10 minutes of Family Trees. And it's like, well, when I hear criticisms like that, and I think, well, I really enjoy how detailed and interconnected and thorough the books are. So to me, it kind of feels almost like this wasn't a normal movie. And that's not like a cute way of saying it was a bad screenplay. Um, and therefore, it's a whole different type of Uh, form of entertainment, but it, it does feel like it was a movie trying to be more of a book and it was a screenplay writer trying to be more of an author and doing what she can with this particular project. And also, thinking about it being 2018, and there being Netflix with more content and other streaming services and more choice, and people can get really specific and, dive, and deep dive into what they love. And uh, you want things to have rewatchability, and you will rewatch them anyway if you love it. And she knows that there are people out there who love that world and will watch it again. I wouldn't be surprised if every subsequent movie in the series was just as detailed and could take on that same criticism of there being almost too much detail Um, because in the end, maybe it isn't for everybody and maybe that's okay.
2: Oh, yeah, I I agree with you there for sure because sometimes it's a a genre thing. It's like, you're allowed not to like this type of story. Like, where it gets sticky for me is when... The logic in the story, in and of itself, gets sloppy. That's yeah. when I get frustrated. But when it comes to like the critics mm-hmm. complaining about like, oh, too many family trees, I'm like, oh, sure, but whatever. Like, like that's just that's the type of movie it is. It's a little more cerebral. Yeah, it feels more kind of like a book. You can tell this was written by an author versus a screenwriter because it's just it has so much exposition. It's it's not it's told. Lot so much is told, but I love that in film, so I'm not going to complain about that. I just don't like it when the logic breaks down.
1: Yeah, it was just so strange because it's like on one hand, this is like she's being very Hermione and doing her homework 10 times over more so than the next person would have in all of the extra, extra that she decided to include in here. So then to have silly, what seemed to be silly mistakes or sloppiness with her canon just doesn't make sense. And again, I, I hope that some of them at least... Will turn out to have been for a reason, and and maybe one of them is the misdirection red herring about calling somebody else a Dumbledore, or maybe that is a Dumbledore, and maybe she just decided that it didn't matter if nobody else ever talked about it. But like, it's we'll find out, and you know, with if, if if there was a reason that McGonagall decided to get twenty years older. <laughs> um, you know, maybe we'll find that out, or maybe it's just her wanting McGonagall to be there. And it's like uh, forty years. Older. Somebody made a point that,
0: <laughs> like, forty years older.
1: Yeah, forty FYI. years. Okay, you're right. But you know, somebody said online on Reddit today that uh, you know, keep in mind these movies are not about Newt's commander, uh, or at least they definitely aren't anymore. They're um about. You know what happened essentially with with Dumbledore and Grindelwald and in the Wizarding world at large prior to Harry Potter's timeline. And in some ways, you know, Harry Potter um, was not always about Harry Potter. He was a a boy. You know, meme just just Harry, and uh, we loved uh, so much more about the series than than uh, than than just him. And um if if the greater purpose of writing this whole thing and making all these movies is to more, you know, to continue to deep dive into her world and, uh, you know, what she can do with it, then uh, maybe she'll continue to bend some of these uh rules that she had originally written for herself, but hopefully not too significantly in in a way that will ruin what we've already been enjoying all this time
0: why don't we say that this was a good first foray into this uh, lots and le- there's so much plot stuff there's so much plot stuff i can't we haven't even s- scratched it so we'll get to that very soon now yeah, this is
2: all very um nebulous we just kind of went from where our brains were kind of taking us. So we'll have to go. We're having a moment. It's just, a, it's an
1: awkward friends. thing because we've never had one of these come out that we didn't love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it's hard to deal with. And especially when we know that a lot of the blame could be with Joe. It's, it's easy to blame yeah. a Clovis. It's easy to blame yeah. a new director. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but it's awkward to think that it's her. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I think we'll judge them all. On the whole, but I think someone, uh, Christopher Nolan, on Batman Begins, said to treat your film as it could be the only one you could ever do, and mm-hmm. and and don't make a film dependent on the following one to, for that one to be good. And so, like, well, there could this could be dangerous. He can say that all he
2: wants, but did we watch the third Batman? <laughs> yeah. That was a horrible movie. Right, I did not watch it. It's bad, and so you 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 know for sure he was he was depending on the Joker being in that movie, but he had to use Harvey yeah. D- uh, the other one because Heath Ledger had passed. So anyway, sorry, that was me being snarky. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do okay. some drums,
0: very very quick drums.
2: Well, we got some drums. What's we got? Some drums. Are we are gonna drum? Let's drum it. Um,
0: it's Thanksgiving. I'm gonna get a Butthurt Emails T-shirt.
2: You're gonna get a what?
0: but her emails t-shirt oh God. or maybe it'll say butter emails and it'll oh, be like a stick but of butter emails. in the I shape thought you said- and I'm going to wear that to my family Thanksgiving and I'm going to get kicked out of my family and um, it'll be fine Everything what will be fine.
1: percentage of your family do you think uh, would be upset about that
0: what percent of my family yeah the, the ones I see on Thanksgiving about 70% Oh. 70
1: holy yeah. cow Staten Island
0: Staten Island only, they w- they well went not blue anymore, this year. a Democrat won there. Yeah. But but do you know that when people canvassed for him, the literal instructions were if they ask you if he's a Democrat or Republican, change the subject. Wow. That's how you I read Staten that they Island. had
1: more volunteers in Staten Island than they had houses to canvass.
0: Mm-hmm. They did. Well, no. They didn't. Oh, houses to canvas, not houses. Yeah. But, yeah. Staten Island is pretty, pretty, pretty... Yeah. Pretty solidly Trump. You know, it, I mean, so.
2: it's it's similar to the like where I'm from, Inland Empire. Like it's 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 more suburby as well, um, and it's very very similar. Like my parents and stuff. It's like okay. Oh,
1: I just hope nobody at Thanksgiving brings up Bitcoin because I have nothing good to say about Bitcoin right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh really? That's
1: what I thought you were gonna say.
0: I haven't checked on the twenty bucks I put in Bitcoin after the big boom happened. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've never are, done a Bitcoin. Uh, uh, doing pretty bad right now. Really. Really, like I'm down sorry. about thirty percent just from two days ago, and it was all—oh, I've made a dollar down. <laughs> so. No fun. Um, wow, everything's I wanna, down. Holy I, crap! you know people. Yeah. Are everything's terrible. People panicking. It's, it's 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 a bad time for crypto right now.
0: It'll come back. It's a whole
1: new world. I think it will. I do. New world. Anything just else? Don't be between, dependent on that cash. Between now and then.
2: I think so, just Harry Potter. If you
1: want to ask us anything or want us to talk about anything specific on the film or we didn't mention something that you loved or hated, let us know. Tweet yeah. at us at Pottercast. Um, your parents can find us on Facebook at Pottercast. <laughs> and um, your grandparents can find us at staff at <laughs> Pottercast.com. And uh we'll be around, and we'll uh we'll be reading all of what you send, and uh yeah. we will pick some of uh what we like and chat about it on
2: the next yeah, I'd love to hear it if if you felt we were again, even if you felt we were too harsh like honestly like I would it's I'd like hearing that kind of stuff I'm like, okay,
1: and there's so many other things that we didn't even bring up yet, so like there's so watch much. out
0: there's so much stuff, and we have a new look coming for, to Pottercast and we have a new website coming to powder oh and a whole new reboot of our reread. The third time it's a charm <laughs> and um, it's going to be fine. Everything. And we'll just talk about crimes of Grindelwald from now until the end of time, because yeah. boy,
1: There's plenty there. Yeah.
0: So send us, send us your thoughts. We can't wait to hear. And Hey, how about Ivana on dancing with the stars? Oh
2: Karen? my oh God. God. Did, wait, where did she place? Do we know yet? It's, it's over.
1: Not
0: winning. And then they don't tell you
1: she got down to the final four and then they picked the winner and that's it.
2: Oh, that's it. There's, they don't place everyone else? No. Oh, that's cool though. So she could have been second place. What she should
1: have won. have won the damn thing. I don't know why she the hell they had Who won? Bobby Bones. I Ridiculous. think the only
0: guy who literally
2: it was a joke that he couldn't dance.
1: Total joke. It might as well Wait, have been the Bobby store guy won Joe out there.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. What about like the Disney kid? He was a good dancer. That's who I thought like if she
1: was going to lose, I thought he would win.
2: I thought Juan Paulo, or, like, what was his name, uh, did I say it right? The guy who got, who, who was, he got removed before the finals. I figured he was, when I was home in LA, I got to go to taping of it. Ivana let me come. It was awesome. Me and my mom went. And, uh, what's his face, Juan Paulo was a really good dancer, and I figured he would have probably won. But then he got kicked off, and I was like, oh, good for Ivana. I want Ivana to win. And I haven't checked, I haven't watched it yet. It aired last night? Yeah. It did.
0: It. She didn't win, but we love her. She did fantastic. She She's a oh model of confidence and grace so and amazingness. Mm. She was wonderful. It was so good. Gu- I mean, John, you were, remember when we met her? Yeah. Oh, I she know. This, this is
1: such, like, I don't... Uh, I haven't had have a prepared statement on this other than to say I'm a, I was so friggin' proud of, uh, you know, just even the, you know, from her first performance to the last one, just how... I mean, she kept saying it herself. I'm going to do this for me. I'm not going to do this for anybody else. And she was so confident. And uh, you could tell how comfortable she felt from that point on. And she she did a very, very good job. And she got robbed. And Emma Watson tweeted out support, like, probably a day too late. <laughs> like, oh, we needed oh the rest mom. of these... Uh, people to help get the word out cuz like how uh, like, uh, how is Bobby Bones's fandom bigger than the Harry Potter fandom? I'm, I'm just insulted as a Harry Potter
0: fan. <laughs> I like I that. pissed. Sc-
2: screw you, Bobby Bones. All
0: right. On that note. All right. What's the pa- what's the thing we do? The password we is keep
1: not
2: Bobby twiddling Bones. we those dials. The password is disappointment. Oh. Uh, sad. Not really. No. Confused? The
0: password is Dumbledore. Dill. <laughs> oh my god, that's the first time that's ever
2: I know, but because in my head, I, I'm thinking you're talking about Aurelius, not Albus. God,
0: I just... Yeah. I know,
2: but that's all why. Right. I'm like, Aurelius is not a thing. It's a made-up
1: name. It's all bullshit. I refuse. <laughs> I, hope so. I, I hope so.
0: I hope so, because otherwise, that book seven, pretty gossamer fabric. All right, keep each other safe. <laughs> keep keep faith.
1: faith.
0: Good night. Good night. No, you guys don't say goodnight.
1: I said a goodnight.
0: Just me out here? Okay. Missed it. Bother you, free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't
2: mind, I'm going to bed.
1: Great Scott, No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun.